We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori DeSimone. I'm your host, Tori DeSimone, and I hope you guys are having an amazing Monday. I'm having an amazing day because the sun is finally out. I'm literally like Kylie Jenner where I'm like, I feel like I'm getting my personality back. Um, Yeah, man. I think there was like a wave of clouds that just hit the nation and it's only two days, but the way that I was so just not myself during those two days of cloudiness and rain. Oh my God. I just need to live where it's always sunny. Where can I move? Arizona. Yeah, that sounds nice, doesn't it? I went to Arizona once. It was very cool. You know, when I went to Arizona, I was in 10th grade and I was reading after. Like that's how I remember Arizona, like in the hotel room reading after on Wattpad. Okay. That's like my Arizona experience. Isn't that funny? I will never remember Arizona any other way. We went there for a family reunion. It was my grandparents 50th wedding anniversary, I think. And they wanted to go to this one resort called the Wigwam. I think it's what it was. And we went during like the holiday time. And it was, it was pretty cool. I remember like laying out. Oh my God. I think it was like really around this time. It was a couple days after Christmas we went. And I really remember like laying out by the pool. And my mom was like, you're not going to get tan. Cause I didn't like understand that. Like one, I don't tan easily. And two, the sun was like not where it is in the summertime. So like, I'm not really going to get tan. And I was just not understanding that. I also got my very first massage ever during that vacation and I wore a sports bra during the massage and because I was like 
in 10th grade, I was like uncomfortable. And the masseuse was a woman and she was so nice. And she was like, do you want to leave that on? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay. So she was really nice about it, but I would not leave a sports bar on again for a massage. Um, what how else was that trip? Oh, I met a cousin that I didn't know I had. That was cool. The only, well, not that I didn't know I had, it sounds dramatic. It sounds like a desperate housewives kind of moment. It was one of my dad's cousins and my dad has like, I'm not even exaggerating like 90 first cousins because he is Italian. Like my my dad's parents, I think my Nana, which is my dad's mom, was one of 12. And my grandpa, which is my dad's dad, was I think one of nine or it's reversed. So they have, my dad has a lot of first cousins and um, I've only ever met two of them, one in Arizona and the other we went to dinner with like a couple of years ago. So anyway, um, I met my what would that be? My first cousin, my cousin once removed, my second cousin, my dad's cousin. I don't know. It's easier to say my dad's cousin. Met them. We went to their house and that's when they told me that they had coyotes. And I was like, oh my God, maybe Arizona is not for me. But other than that, it was a, it was a really cool trip. Um, I enjoyed it. And yeah, I read after on that trip. So totally changed my life. But anyway, um, how did we get to talking about this? Oh yeah, sunny weather. It's sunny today. I hope when I'm recording this on Friday, I hope it's still sunny on Monday. That would just really make me so happy. But I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far. We are like really in the holiday swing of things, aren't we? It is full on holiday time, December 12th. Like this is the epitome of the holidays, which is, I just love the holidays. Um, I love it. I'm also doing Vlogmas if you guys don't know. So Vlogmas is when you vlog every single day in the month of December from the 1st to the 25th. So like up until Christmas you vlog and I'm really loving it. I'm very in routine, very in the swing of it and it feels really normal and natural for me which I did not think it would feel that way. I thought it would be really hard, especially because you always hear from other influencers like, oh, like the burnout after Vlogmas is crazy. Uh, maybe it's going to come, but for me, it, I'm just in a pretty good flow with it and a pretty good routine of it that I feel really good so far. So that makes me excited. Um, but yeah, I'm doing Vlogmas. So you guys can pretty much see what I'm doing every day for the holidays. Um, but it hasn't been anything too crazy. Just your typical like going to the light shows, going to the mall, eating Christmas cookies, watching Christmas movies. Except I will say Yellowstone has gotten in the way of my Christmas movie watching. I My boyfriend loves Yellowstone and he's always been telling me to watch it. Same with my parents. They're like, you have to watch it. And I started it a year ago and the first episode is literally an hour and a half long and I wasn't really that drawn in. Um, and then I started rewatching it again this week and I'm hooked. I'm now on season three, episode one. So I just started season three and I'm like so obsessed and I love it, but it's been getting in the way of watching my holiday movies. So I'm going to get back to it because I feel like I'm going to finish Yellowstone this weekend and be caught up by this weekend. So I will get back to watching the movies, but I've also been reading holiday books. Like I'm just so in the holiday time and I just love, 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 love this time of year. But it's also a really crazy time of year. And I feel like you guys don't need me to like sit here and tell you why it's a crazy time of year. We all know that, I guess here I go explaining why it's a crazy time of year. We all know that like 
there's work deadlines and there's travel. Family comes into town like my grandma's coming into town this week and I'm so excited to see her. You have holiday work parties. You have holiday parties with friends, cookie exchanges. That was always a big thing for like our crew was like a cookie exchange. When I say crew, like growing up, like the neighborhood would always do like a neighborhood cookie exchange. That was always a big deal. And I just feel like there's like so many things going on right now, like recitals. I feel like there are a million dance recitals right now. Um, So there's just like a lot going on right now. And it's a very chaotic time of year for everyone. And we all know this, but the, the chaotic time of year does not just end on Christmas day, because then we have the week between Christmas day and new year's where it's like, what the F do we do? Like, do we work? Do we not? Do we relax? What, like, do we still watch Christmas? Like, what do we do? So we have that weird week and then we have new year's and then new year's, we all are amped up with like ambition, goals, resolutions, ways that we want to change our life. And you know, I'm all about that stuff. I live for that stuff. It is just one of my favorite things. And I have an episode coming about it very soon. I live for that stuff. But what I'm getting at is like the chaotic energy of Christmas carries into like pretty much all of January because we are amped up with goals, resolutions, New Year's, all the things that come with a brand new year. Even though 2023 doesn't have the same ring to it as like 20. Okay. Remember 2019 going into 2020, the way we all thought like that was going to be the best year of our lives. Maybe not everyone, but just me. I was like, this is for sure my year. Like I look back on my goals of that year. It was crazy what I wanted to do that year. Anyway, there's, it's always just very chaotic. And what I've realized, and this is not an original thought, but it's something, it's what I want to talk about today because I feel relevant with this topic because it's a chaotic time. If we continue to wait for the perfect time for our life to start, looking after ourselves, we will be waiting forever and wondering why we are constantly feeling overwhelmed. So I want to talk about self-care and how we can prioritize self-care in chaotic moments and in a busy season of life, because self-care will only make time for itself if you make time for it. It's never going to show up. It's never going to appear on its own. And it's only going to happen if we make time for it. And if we are waiting for the perfect opportunity to do self-care, it's never going to happen. It's something that you have to make time for. Self-care can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So when I say morning routine, that's my version of self-care because that's how self-care tends to manifest itself in my daily life is in my morning routine. I try to stack all of my self-care things into my morning routine so that I start off every day with a win. So when I say morning routine, know that it's really just self-care. And self-care can look different for everyone. So for me, it manifests itself as a morning routine. But for you, it could be going on an hour-long run, like maybe that's your self-care. Or for others, it could be taking a 30-minute shower, like that's your self-care. And for some others, it's maybe writing one to three chapters of a book that you're working on. So self-care is going to be different for everyone. I'm just going to say morning routine because that's how I um, do my self-care. 
I also want to point something out. There are things that act as like a quote unquote relaxant. I don't even know if that's a word to my brain that I do not consider self-care, like watching housewives or like watching Yellowstone, for example, like those things definitely soothe my brain, calm me down and like act as a break in my day. But I wouldn't call them self-care. Like if I'm like, oh, I really need self-care right now, like watching Yellowstone calms me down, but it's not the thing that's going to like recharge me or fuel me back up. If anything, it's going to kind of mellow me out and keep me very mellow. And for me, proper self-care is something that amplifies me, charges me back up, makes me feel really good and fulfilled at the end of it. And I don't really get that from like watching TV. So while I'm relaxed and calmed and soothed watching TV. It's not like my form of self-care. So self-care are the things that I really have to like go out of my way to do to care for myself. Like if I was caring for someone else or I imagine like if I had kids, like the way that I would care for them is not by like putting on like housewives and being like, is this self-care? Like that's what I'm getting at. Like for me, it's actually going out of your way to care for yourself the way you would for someone else. So for me, it manifests itself in the form of a morning routine because I try to pack all of my nurturing things into a morning routine with like one to two other things throughout the day to continue to nurture myself. So my morning routine, while it might look different from day to day, it currently, because it tends to change based on the season and how life is at the time, currently it consists of reading, movement, and lately my movement or working out, whatever you like to say, I prefer movement is in the form of walking, yoga, Pilates, spin, or strength training, Um, getting ready, coffee, and then breakfast. I love my breakfast time because that's when I get to watch like um, Vlogmas and catch up on it. And then journaling. And I typically journal in my manifest planner. So those five acts of reading, movement, getting ready, coffee, breakfast, and journaling, those five acts might look different each day. Like let's say one day my workout is like a lift rather than yoga or reading is reading a nonfiction book versus a fiction book or journaling is doing it in the sauna, journaling freehanded versus at home on my back porch out of the manifest planner. So things might look different each day, but I stick to the things that make me feel my best each day. So Those are like my five staples of self-care that I stack together in my mornings so that my days start with me caring for myself. Um, The phrase win the morning, win the day is one that I really resonate with and really, really love because I really do find that when my mornings are off, my entire days are off. driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all so don't search match with indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast so ditch the busy work Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across the uh, 
the last few years and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. So by starting my mornings off doing things that make me feel my best, 
I know that odds are I'm going to have a much better day on those days than if I were to skip it entirely. And then, like I said earlier throughout the day, I will like show myself care by doing small things like cooking. I'm getting really into cooking and like I love making like a, a nice meal for dinner or a lunch or even just like breakfast. Like cooking throughout the day is a really easy way to nurture myself. Another thing is walking away and like putting my phone down when I'm stressed out or I'm feeling really sucked into it or if I feel called to have moments of creativity. Um, then I will just like kind of stop everything I'm doing and dive deep into that, whether it's designing merch for Stride or designing um, planner layouts for the manifest planner or figuring out my goals for like this podcast, for example, like on Wednesday, I had a surge of inspiration where I'm just like, let me plan the podcast for 2023. And I had great ideas. I'm very excited. So things like that, like moments like that fuel me. They make me feel better when I walk away from the tasks. And it's definitely a form of self-care for me. So all these things to me are self-care and I love them because they make me feel very whole. They make me feel like myself and I always feel incredibly grounded. Yet when life gets busy, self-care is the first thing to go, which is very ironic because when we resist self-care the most is actually when we need it the most. Like in moments of chaos, don't we want to feel grounded? And didn't I just say that self-care is what makes me feel grounded? So wouldn't I want to feel that during a busy season of life or a chaotic season of life? When I go through the emotions of my morning routine, I find that my thinking afterwards is very clear. My actions are very precise and my intentions are very pure. And I just have a very level headed outlook level-headed on my shoulders. I'm just very clear and concise in my decisions throughout the day versus when I skip my morning routine because, you know, maybe I want more sleep or I feel as though I want to give myself a break and like reward myself. That's always the thing. I'm like, I've been really good this week. Like, let me just take a break. And then I have a shit day because I didn't do the thing that made me feel my best. Or if I feel like I don't have time for it, which is a thing that we often catch ourselves saying, oh, I don't have time for it. Whenever I don't do my morning routine, which remember is just my form of self-care, my days feel chaotic. My thoughts are all over the place. My anxiety is very much so heightened. Like I'm calling my mom all day being like, I feel anxious about this. And I'm very clouded with poor judgment and decision-making throughout the day. Yet my busiest days are the days that I need to be the most grounded, the most clear-headed, the most level-headed. And I skip out on the very thing that makes me clear-headed and level-headed. Like, why is that? Why do we do that to ourselves? And I know it's not just me. It could be skipping your workout because you feel like you have too much stuff going on, but you depend on your workout to feel motivated and grounded and good for the rest of the day. And now we're going through our busy day without feeling motivated, grounded, or good. But we need that the most on our busy days. I spoke about this in a class the other week in one of the spin classes that I was teaching. And it really resonated with a lot of my riders. And it was the message that exactly this, when life gets busy, the first thing to go is our self-care. We tend to think that we don't have time for ourselves, but we have time for everyone else. And we have time for all of the obligations that we've made to others, such as holiday parties and work deadlines and picking our brain for coffee and like things like that. Like we we make time for obligations to other people, but we don't make time for the obligations that we make for ourselves. 
And in the end, it just leaves us feeling depleted and with even less energy to give to ourselves. So then self-care just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back farther and farther back, resulting in falling out of the routine entirely. And in the long run, it's always harder to start up all over again. Which brings me to a point. There's a saying that I always say in my spin classes, and I typically say it during a sprint. And I say it's harder to break the momentum than it is to stay in it. So like during a sprint, it's base typically 30 seconds, and then we'll either go to 45 seconds or a minute from there. And it gets exhausting. It gets tiring. Your legs start burning, your lungs burn, your heart beats fast. It gets tiring. But when you are sprinting rhythmically, there's like a little gallop that you kind of get into and your body will just sink into it. And the only thing you have to do is stay in the rhythm of this and stay in the motion of it. And I have found through the years of doing spin that it is so much harder to break that stride, to break that momentum, to break that gallop, to break that sprint than it is to just stay in it. Because once you break it, then you fall out of it and you have to convince yourself to get back into it and restart the process over in the middle of a sprint rather than in the beginning, find your groove again, find your gallop again. When if you just stayed in it, if you just stayed in the discomfort for the eight seconds that it was, it's easier to stay in it than it is to break it. I'm not saying the sprint's easy because it's not, but the momentum of it will carry you through it. Sometimes the momentum is very uncomfortable and like, let's let's be real, like that's just the truth truth of life. Momentum can be uncomfortable because the momentum is staying consistent in your momentum. And now I'm not just talking about sprints. I'm just talking about life. Like staying consistent when you're in a groove can feel uncomfortable and no one likes to feel uncomfortable. We always want to feel comfortable. We always want to feel cozy. We want to feel good in our decisions, but growth comes from discomfort. And when we feel that discomfort, we want to protect ourselves. We want to stop. We want to do anything that feels, we want to stop any sort of discomfort that we feel because we feel as though we should not be feeling discomfort. However, discomfort is when the work actually begins, not ends. Discomfort is the baseline because on the other side of discomfort, there's a threshold. And once you get past that threshold, then you're on autopilot. Then you're in that groove, then the momentum just becomes a habit. And you will be surprised how short it takes for a new habit to form. How often do you try to form new habits or new routines? Like I can tell you how it typically goes for me and let me know if this sounds familiar. So typically if I'm trying to reinvent myself, which happens often, I will do it like on Sunday nights and I will plan this spectacular new routine for myself that I will make into a habit. That's always the plan anyway. So the first day, typically Monday, easy. I'm motivated. I got this. I feel really good from a new habit that I'm starting to form, feeling really good. The second day, I'm still feeling good because I'm on high from the first day. I'm excited. Like this feels great. The third day though, the motivation, it starts to wear off. And now I'm only doing it because I told myself I would. And I'm a little motivated, but not really. I just don't really want to be doing it. 
and then the fourth day, and I really don't want to do it, but I just did it three days in a row. I'm proud of myself. Like I deserve a break. So I'm going to take the fourth day off from this habit I'm forming and I'll pick it right back up tomorrow. And then the fifth day. Well, I didn't do it yesterday and now it's Friday. And why would I start a new habit on a Friday just to do it on Saturday and Sunday? So I'll just try again on Monday and then I'll rinse and repeat for the next week. Does that sound familiar or am I just like outing myself here and now I sound crazy? For me, when I try to form new habits, like that's typically how it goes. The fourth day is when the motivation is gone and I'm just left with the routine to either do or to skip out on. And it's completely up to myself and my discipline to do it. When the glamour wears off, when the nuance wears off, when there's no more prize at the end and it's just my Sunday energy that I'm trying to channel into Thursday morning when it's 6 a.m. and it's cold and I don't wanna get out of bed, it's uncomfortable and I don't wanna do it. And it's, it's simply that, it's uncomfortable. But if I stayed consistent in the discomfort and pushed through on the fourth and fifth day of that discomfort, the sixth day, would already start feeling like a habit. And then by the seventh day, the momentum, the groove has sunk in. The threshold is the fourth and fifth day. The sixth day is when I start to get that momentum back. And then the seventh day, I'm in the groove of it. And I can feel the consistency and the consistency feels good as hell. And now I'm gonna stay in this. So by the eighth day, I'm already into a new habit. And I can like, we, once you get to this point, like, you know what I'm talking about and you know the feeling like vlogmas, for example, today, when I'm recording this, it's day 10 and I feel so in the groove. I like don't want to stop because I'm in my routine. Like I wake up, I edit the video, then I start my day and I record throughout the day and I don't even really think twice about it. It's now just a habit of mine. Yeah, on the fourth and fifth day, I could have like slept in a little bit longer, not felt like editing the vlog, but I really wanted to see this through. So I'm going to get past the discomfort and do it. And now here I am on day 10 and I'm like, piece of cake. I got this. I'm in the momentum. I'm in the groove. You can start small with this and test out the theory of getting past that point of discomfort. Like it could be Let's say you want to gua sha every day. Oh, I feel like that's a really good one, actually. Good example. Go, Tori. If you want to start gua shaing every day, it takes time. It's time consuming, but you're going to get great results from it. You know, you're going to be less puffy. You might see some more definition in your face. You're always going to feel great afterwards. But on the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, you start to lose that momentum a little bit. It's time consuming. You could be doing other things during those 10 minutes it takes to gua sha in the morning. I would recommend a habit stack, put on like a meditation during that time, calm, daily J, put something like that on. That'd be great to do. Listen to manifest while you gua sha. Tons of things to do. But then by the sixth day, the seventh day and the eighth day, you really just get to feel like, you know what? I'm seeing the benefits of this. I feel I'm really good doing it and I'm already in the habit of it. I'm not gonna break this momentum. I'm just gonna stay in the groove of it. I'm just gonna do it again because if I break this on day 10, 11, 12, whatever it might be, then I have to go all the way back to day one and restart with this whole momentum thing again and gain my momentum again when I'd rather just stay in it. It's easier to stay in the momentum than it is to break it. Don't break the momentum. Don't break the groove once you're in there. <laughs> 
So yes, things get uncomfortable, but the discomfort is the test. Get past the test. Okay, circling back to this whole moment. Circling back to self-care, when life gets busy, I encourage you to stay committed to the decisions that you made when you were not in a busy season of life. When you were in a clear headspace is typically when we make these great decisions for ourselves. Like I'm going to start a new routine. I'm going to gua sha. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do all these things of self-care that will make me feel good. We typically tend to make those decisions when we are not in a crowded headspace and we are very level-headed. So when we are in that crowded headspace in a very busy season of life, revert back to the decisions that we made when we were clear-headed, level-minded, grounded. That will allow us to make clear, conscious decisions. So here's how I would plan for a busy day to ensure that I'm getting my morning routine, which remember for me, my morning routine is just my example of self-care and how it manifests itself. So this is how I would plan for my self-care to be done every single day. I only have two tips for this. The number one thing is to backwards plan. This is key to making sure that you have enough time in your day to get everything done. I find that the most important thing to get everything done in my day is it starts first thing in the morning and it's waking up at the right time. Waking up at the right time is how you ensure that you have enough time in your day. How often is it that like we wake up late or we miss our alarm or we forget to set an alarm or we just hit snooze too many times and then we wake up late and we feel like we are rushing for the rest of the day. If we eliminated that barrier altogether, that obstacle, and if we just woke up at the right time each day, that is really where our day begins, when we wake up at the right time each day. So if I have to start my workday at 9 a.m., and I wake up at 8.30 a.m., but I know my morning routine, i.e. for me, like my self-care, takes me two hours in the morning, let's say. Well, then I already know that I won't have a good start to my day because I know that I've left 30 minutes for my day for something that takes two hours out of my day. And I know that when I don't have my morning routine, the rest of my day honestly feels like shit. So I need to make sure that I have enough time to do a two-hour self-care routine in the morning so that I feel my best. So if I have to wake up at 9 a.m. and my self-care takes two hours, then I know at minimum I have to wake up at 7 a.m. But that's only if like everything goes to plan. I typically like to give myself a buffer time of like 30 minutes because, you know, maybe there's traffic on the way to the gym or maybe I'm a little slow getting out of bed this day or maybe the laundry needs to be put away or maybe the trash needs to go out or... Maybe the bed just feels a little extra warm and I'm like a little slow getting out of it. Like life happens. So I'm going to wake up at 6.30 a.m. to be on time for work by 9 a.m. And you see how that starts. Like it starts first thing in the morning. You're setting yourself up for success. If I have a holiday party at 7 p.m., for example, and it's 30 minutes away, that means I need to leave by 6.30 p.m. And if I want an hour to get ready, then I have to start getting ready by 5.30 p.m. And I'll probably want to eat before, so I want to eat at 5 p.m., which means I need to start cooking at 4.30 p.m. And I want to jump in the shower before I start cooking, so I need to do that at 4 p.m. So if I have a holiday dinner party, or a holiday party, I should say, at 7 p.m., I need to start getting prepped, we'll say, for it by 4 p.m. so that I can do everything I need to do so that I can be there on time. Backwards planning is essential when prioritizing self-care in chaotic times. And the second tip that I have is to acknowledge that the balance 
of life might be off-centered for a little bit during busy seasons and chaotic seasons of life. In order to fit everything in, some areas of your life will ultimately have to take the back burner for a little bit, and that's only up to you to determine what those areas of your life are. I can't tell you what is and what's not like important in your life. Only you can determine that. But I encourage you to really figure out what are your priorities when life gets busy. Do you want to nurture relationships? Are there friendships you want to nurture? Do you want to nurture yourself? Do you want to be cooking for yourself? Do you want to be running around? Like, What do you want to be doing during a busy season of your life? Figure out your priorities and determine what that is. And during the busy days or busy seasons, only say yes to your priorities and then circle back when life comes down to what you've kind of put on the back burner. To kind of go off of that, On busy days, in order to fit everything in, there are going to be some things that you inevitably have to say no to. And I just want to remind you that saying yes to other people or saying yes to things that do not serve you is only saying no to yourself and saying no to the things that truly fuel you. So don't feel bad being selfish during times of a busy season of life. Like if you going to a workout is going to make you better If a 45-minute workout is going to make you a better person for the next 23 hours and 15 minutes, then you take that 20, then you take that 45-minute workout because it's going to make you a better person ultimately. That 45 minutes, you could have spent maybe getting coffee with a friend, but is that going to drain you or fuel you? It's up to you to to determine what is going to charge you and what's going to drain you. I can't sit here and tell you what that is. That's up for you to figure out. But I want you to be precise in what you say yes to and what you say no to. Because a yes to someone else is a no to yourself. Or let me say this, a yes to something that does not serve you is a no to yourself. Me, I'm an introvert. So I'm like, oh, if I have to do like, I don't know. Typically, whenever I have to see other people that aren't in my immediate circle, it tends to drain me because it's a lot of effort for me being an introvert. But if it's like my immediate circle, it really charges me up. Okay. So (laughs) anyway, Um, balance might be off centered for a little bit during the season of life and that's okay. But let's circle back to the point and take this home. If we are always waiting for the perfect moment to begin self-care, to begin a new workout plan, to begin writing a new book, to begin learning a new makeup routine that makes us feel really good, whatever it might be, we are going to be waiting forever. You need to make time for the things that fuel you and make you feel good. No one in your life is going to fight for your self-care and prioritize you like you. So carve out the time and make it happen. You got this. Repeat after me this week. I will prioritize self-care during the chaos. Better yet, make it present tense. This week, I am prioritizing self-care during the chaos. Guys, thank you for listening. That is all that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I always enjoy chatting with you guys. Um, It's the highlight of my week. So guys, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Be sure to share this episode with a friend, put it on your story, rate it five stars. It really helps the show so much. And I appreciate you guys and everything that you have done. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you guys next Monday and happy Manifest Monday, guys. Bye.